Yeah. It's your boy D1, man. Everybody want to know. What you mean when you say God and girls? Check it. If it ain't about God, it's about these girls. Yeah. If it ain't about God, it's about these girls. Yeah. Everybody know they rule the world. Yeah. Everybody know. Um, we're here, Girls Talk University. Stacy here with Miss Jasmine Porter. Hey y'all. Hey. So, <laughs> first of all, I just want to say thank you for joining us. Thank this you. has been a long time coming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We've been through a lot, y'all, trying to get this together. We've been through the the water and the rain and the snow. So it's gonna be the good. dirt. <laughs> so good. I know that this conversation is gonna be really good, and I feel like my spirit as well as some of my staff members and just in general, we need it. We need um, to have a conversation about self-care and just, okay, glow in the dark. Yeah, we're in an environmental friendly space here. Uh, maybe at the end of the call, I will show you guys our scenery, but we're in environmental, environmental, environment friendly space here. So uh, sometimes the lights may go off. So welcome to all the Facebook viewers. Welcome to all the Instagram viewers. Jasmine, let's get started. So you are a yoga instructor. Tell me more about that. So I teach vinyasa and I teach tantra. So I teach people how to have their own relationship with themselves on the mat. And then I teach people how to have a collective experience together on a mat. And okay. there's a lot of healing behind both of them. Okay. So first of all, those were two really fancy names that you gave. Yes. Can you explain each one? Yes. yes. Okay. So vinyasa um, is about one breath, one movement. So it's a fluid practice. You can be really creative as an instructor mm -hmm. and pretty much create a dance essentially. So a different sequence, every time I teach, I create a different sequence. Um, and you put it together just depending on what you wanna focus on. If I wanna open people's hips, if I wanna open up the heart, if I want to work on flexibility, balance, inversions, all those things. Um, it's pretty common. This is what you're gonna experience in most yoga classes. Okay. And then Tantra is a little bit of vinyasa, so you get that fluid practice, but then I put people in partners and we do collective healing together. So there's these exercises one of them is eye gazing, so you'll sit with a stranger face-to-face, -face, Indian style, if you will, and eye gaze without saying anything. And the whole purpose of that is to find yourself in someone else. Mm. So the thing that unites us all, the thing that we are all connected to, just remembering that connection in that moment. That's really, that's really deep stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you know, um, my next question is going to be, how did you even get involved in this? Because for me, I went to a very, I don't want to use the word Afrocentric, but I went to a school where ex they exposed us to things and they exposed us to yoga at a young age. But mm. once I stopped going to that school, I kind of lost it. Mm. And when I hear about it, it's like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. But I've never done it since then, to wow. be honest. So what inspired you to kind of get serious about this? That's powerful that you were introduced young. Mm -hmm. I was not introduced young. Um, so about four years ago, I discovered acro yoga, which is acrobatics and yoga together. It's mm -hmm. partner yoga. Mm -hmm. um, and I just saw it on Instagram. I was like, dang, that looks really fun. And mm -hmm. I wanted to get back active. I used to be a dancer in school. And I was yes. like, as a grown person, I want to stay physical. Mm -hmm. um, so I found a yoga studio that taught that. Took the class, fell in love with it. But then it was all these deeper lessons, like how to really trust people. Mm -hmm. And so after growing in that way, I was like, I wonder what could happen if I just take a class that's just for me without mm -hmm. a partner. Mm -hmm. And then I went into taking vinyasa classes and it changed my life dramatically quickly. 
You know, I hear people say that. In fact, um, there was a girl that I went to high school with that's very in tune with yoga, and she says the same thing. How did it change your life? Mm. Is it because you were open to receive that? Maybe I'm mm. not, or the average mm. person isn't, you know? I do think it's a part of where you are, yeah. what you're ready for, and what you're open to, um, and the way that you perceive things. If you're looking for the lesson and the growth in something, you will receive that. Mm -hmm. um, what it changed most for me was my relationship with myself and my awareness. Me understanding that I don't have time to waste, mm -hmm. that I can make changes, I can shape my life into what I want it to be, um, and that I really need to be giving my deepest gift every day. Mm -hmm. And I was in, in a job that I really, really hated. Right. Um, and I was like, I'm coming here spending real time that I can't get back, yes. do, doing paperwork in a place that I hate. Mm -hmm. And I started to make shifts and changes in my own life. And then eventually I was like, I want to teach this to other people. Because mm -hmm. once you get that, you can apply that in any area of life, whatever sure. it is that you want to be. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I think what I've heard from not just black girls, shout out to everybody that's joining the live feeds, but just people in general, it's hard to make that leap of faith. When you're in this situation, yeah. whether it's a relationship, whether it's a family tie, mm -hmm. whether it's a job, and it's like, Hang, I know this is not feeding my spirit well. Mm -hmm. I know this is not serving my soul, but I just gotta mm -hmm. hold on to it, or I just can't take that leap. What did you tell yourself that finally got you to make the transition? Mm. Uh, oh, that's a good question. I know, that's girl. I've been coming here questions. What did I tell myself? Um, well, I will say I did have the kind of mother that truly instilled in me that I can do anything. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so I already had a set of confidence just built mm -hmm. in me. Mm -hmm. um, looking at the way that life works mm -hmm. and seeing changes, seeing myself trust things and build that muscle, just reminding myself of those things. Like, I can, if I take this step and I do it with 100% trust, a way will be provided. That's right. You That's move good. your foot, a step appears. That's move right. your foot, a step appears, right. and it just all lines up. That's right. It's all about the way of thinking. I can tell that it's, it's, it's doing <laughs> something because I feel like this week, well, let me start by, by saying this year for myself, has been just a leap of faith for me in every aspect of my life. But this week, I started to take a step back. I started to second guess. Okay, I thought I was on the right track. I thought I was going forward, you know, and I started to... Yeah, I started the second guess. So I feel like maybe yoga or just changing my mindset will, will help a lot. Where is the <laughs> second guessing rooted in? Fear of failure, fear of change? What is it? So for the most part, I like change. Um, I'm not afraid of change. Maybe it is like the fear of failure. Mm. Um, I think sometimes when, and I can speak for other people too, when you take a leap of faith, it comes with a lot of scrutiny. Are you sure? Do you want to do that? That's not smart. Yeah, other That's people's not safe. practicality. Other people projecting project. on you, right? <laughs> but, I mean, when it comes from people, and I'm not calling out anybody in particular, but when it comes from people you trust, when you start feeling scared, I start hearing those voices. Mm. So I'm like, am I going to listen to myself and my intuition and trust, mm. or am, am I going to rely on those voices? Mm. Sometimes they're louder, honestly. I will say a strong meditation practice helps with that because the mental chatter, other people's stuff coming in, mm -hmm. your own mm -hmm. stuff coming up, 
you can learn how to train your mind to silence it. Mm, that's um, good. Tell me more. Yeah. And so something else you said, um, I think when we make that leap of faith too, there's a lot of expectations tied into it. It needs to go this way, look this way. Right. I got to get this opportunity. This means success. When you're moving in trust or faith, you're open and you're trusting the process right. that everything will happen for your highest good. That's right. And when we can release it looking a certain way or going a certain way, you don't feel failure. Right. Failure is just us Girl. not getting the expectation we imagined. And we're talking about black girls in yoga, right? For those people that just joined episode 22, I'm talking with Miss Jasmine Porter about black girls in yoga. These expectations, and she's going to get up, she's going to make <laughs> get sure the lights that back on. <laughs> we're going to make sure that the lights Cut on, but, and hey, Jordan, hey, Anna, thank you for joining in. Let's talk about, and I hope that Jordan stays on because she's a very high achieving woman and we've talked about this before. When it comes to those expectations, I, I read a lot of blogs about black women and the superhero syndrome mm -hmm. and us just putting a lot of expectations on ourselves. How did you get rid of that? Because I've, I've been in spaces before where they're like, just trust the process. You know, don't have expectations. It's hard to mm -hmm. do that. So, mm -hmm. I guess my question is to you: How did you get to a point where it's like I'm just gonna go, I'm just gonna do this thing because this is what I want to do, and I'm gonna release all expectations about any outcomes? Because it was too heavy to keep carrying that. Mm -hmm. I was tired. Um, Ooh, I definitely put so much on my shoulders and so much on my back. Not only my stuff, my family stuff, right. my friend's stuff, because I had a man at the time, his stuff. Right. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just put some of this yeah. shit down. Uh, and it immediately, I felt relief. Mm -hmm. um, it's really just a, as simple as it sounds, a decision mm -hmm. to not carry that burden anymore. And the more you let go, the whole thing is about letting go. Like we try to force and hold on and make this do this and penetrate the world and adjust right. and shape and expect. It's so much easier to just not. And yeah. when you don't, so much more happens. That's right. It feels so much better. Um, mm -hmm. And then you never have those time periods of like feeling disappointed or feeling like I can only be happy once this happens. Once this happens, yeah. right. Right, and, I, and what I've learned is that I've had in my mind, I can't wait until this happens because I'll be successful. I'll feel happy. And it happens, and I'm like, I'm very underwhelmed. Exactly. Very underwhelmed. There is a spiritual teacher by the name of Abraham Hicks. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of her? Okay. <laughs> She's amazing. Um, so Esther Hicks is her name, but the entity that she speaks from, the divinity right. within, she goes by Abraham Hicks. So she talks about being able to tap into the feeling that you think you're going to feel once you achieve something before you achieve it. Right. So this is putting yourself on the vibration. So you can get that feel good and you're constantly feeling good. So once the thing matches, you expected it, you manifested right. it, you pulled it in, it just becomes your new experience right. instead of like, dang it, it happened and it felt like graduation. Right. You walk across the stage for two seconds. It was like that was it. I spent yeah. all years and all that money. Just and all that, that money. Uh, yeah. But if you are feeling fulfilled and content and happy, just doing and just being, mm -hmm. it's 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 longer lived. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. Um, let me ask you a question. Do you think that girls? Let's see how I can put this. 
Do you think that more girls should tap into yoga? Uh, do you think that black girls are doing yoga at an alarming rate? Or do you think more people should be introduced to it? Like, what's your take on that? I think black girls are definitely doing yoga much more than ever okay. before. Um, and that could be my vantage point because <laughs> of what I do and who I follow. Sure. And, you know, um, I definitely think that it can only help if more people are introduced mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. But I do think that yoga and meditation can be in other acts besides the traditional way. Mm -hmm. It may be very therapeutic for you to turn off your mind and drop into your body through painting. And that is meditative for you. Um, sitting down and smoking, listening to music, like whatever it is that connects you more to yourself and mm -hmm. quiets the chit chat mm -hmm. in your mind. Um, but yeah, it can only help. But look though, and I know we keep talking about the mind, we're supposed to be talking about <laughs> yoga, but you bring in some gems, so I wanna ask, what if you're, so I've talked a lot about outside influences, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes in my own head, I can't quiet my mind. Mm -hmm. There are like so many things going on in my head, in my own head. Plenty that, of people in there, yeah. Talking, having conversations. Why? Like, <laughs> make it stop. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I really had an overactive mind. Yeah. And it wasn't like, things telling me I couldn't do something. Yeah. It was over analyzing and breaking right. things apart and shifting and deciding, right. indecisive, um, making up stories too. Mm -hmm. If some, if I didn't have answers to something or something didn't feel make right, I had it. to make sense of it, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, one of the ways to get out of your head is to drop into your heart. Mm -hmm. So you're thinking or feeling, mm -hmm. it's really, not common that you're doing both. So no. if you can drop into your body and feel your way through something rather than trying to think and analyze something. And I don't think we trust ourselves either because your body, this um, Tai Chi instructor was telling me, because I went there to also help heal my mind. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, your body is not gonna lie to you. Your mind does nothing but lie all day long. Mm. She was like, if you ever walk into a situation, your mind might be like, oh, this might work out. We might could do this, but your body already said no. Mm -hmm. You already felt that mm -hmm. feeling. But since we're so, we think the mind is superior. Even sayings like mind over matter is really unhealthy. Right. All three should be balanced: spirit, mind, and body. I agree. Um, but we've strength our society. We strengthen the mind. Yeah. That's that's. Thank you for saying that because. Uh, oh, Savannah says your hair is beautiful. It is beautiful, Thank honey. You. I get to see it in person. <laughs> Savannah's Thank one of my mentees. She's a fifth grader, so. Oh yeah, my she, goodness. She has nice, beautiful long hair as well. Hey, sister. Hey. Hey, girl. Um, I have gotten to the point, and I'll, I'll talk about relationships for a bit. I've gotten to the point where sometimes when I feel happy, I feel good. I feel guilty for feeling good. Mm. And I don't know if that comes from. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I don't know if that comes from, again, outside influences or family or how you were raised, like not just experiencing full joy yeah. sometimes. I find myself feeling guilty mm -hmm. when I feel happy. You are a woman, you are black, and you are in America. There's so mm -hmm. much that we're taught that's in the way of joy that you do not deserve to be happy. Mm -hmm. Um, and once you get these deep root, not only is it like societal, but depending on your upbringing, you may have learned that mm -hmm. if you had a mama that was struggling and didn't tap into her joy because she was mm -hmm. a single mama, whatever, like 
you start to sabotage your own True. life True. based on your beliefs. True. Um, and working with some of my clients, doing the work, like going back to where that belief is rooted and undoing it and healing it mm -hmm. and even thinking about if there was a specific situation or time where you really felt like you were impacted in a way that really um, solidified that lesson, mm -hmm. going back and reparenting yourself, right. pouring back through meditation. Right. Um, <laughs> reflect if you're against the beliefs. Hey, Aaliyah. And then affirming yourself, like saying on a daily or putting, my screensaver has affirmations on it, like things I need to remind myself, I do deserve to be happy. Mm -hmm. I can have, and just being intentional about doing something that brings you joy. Right. Fully indulging it. Yeah. You know, and I've been doing it lately, good. but I have my moments where I'm just like, oh, I feel guilty about it. So, uh, for those people that just joined, you wanted to wave it now? Mm -mm, I was trying to. For those people that just joined in, um, this is episode 22, Black Girls in Yoga, featuring Miss Jasmine Porter. So, <clears throat> what is a beginner to do? How do I start? I mean, meditation? yeah, the meditation. So, uh, I would say first, find an intention. What is it that you would like to experience or heal or release in your meditation? Mm. You want me to say it? Mm -hmm. like, okay, let's, look, let's we can do the work. Let's do the work. <laughs> oh, baby girl, she's put me on the spot. I'm supposed to be putting you on the spot. You're the, no, I'm just playing. No, no, no. I love it. I love it when the guests put me on the spot. Okay. Um, ooh, I just thought of something that was like real. Okay, let's get deep. And for those people that, for those people that um, will watch this later. <laughs> Don't judge me. I'm get, I'm gonna go there. Let's, let's do it. You challenging me? I always challenge people to be transparent, so I'll be transparent. All right. So my dad died last year, right? Um, being that I was his only child, I didn't realize how much of an effect it would have on me. But it's been a year, and I'm just like, oh, you know. But I think what added insult to injury was um, how everything played out leading up to his death and even afterwards. And what I'm talking about is. Um, he was remarried, um, and that family dynamic caused me a level of anxiety and stress and depression that I just held in, right? And I don't, I don't necessarily have any ill will towards them. You know, I wish them the best. I wish them happiness, and I hope that they heal and grieve how they need to. But I never was able to release that. And I was told from people that had their best interest for me, they were only looking out for me, it'll be okay, just get over it. Not saying he's gone now, but like it'll get better with time. And I'm like, no, these feelings that I have are warranted. Mm -hmm. They should be valued. Mm -hmm. I am upset. I'm sad. But it's just like, what mm -hmm. do I do? And it's a year later, and it's like I'm not over it like everybody promised me that I would be. Have mm -hmm. you allowed yourself to fully embody those emotions, or has this been a I'm trying to convince myself I'm okay? Yeah, it's definitely I'm trying to convince myself that I'm okay. Okay, so through your meditation, um, emotional embodiment is important. So <clears throat> if we want to pick anger or if you want to mm -hmm. pick sadness, mm -hmm. whichever it is, mm -hmm. sitting in your meditation with that intention, I'm, I want to fully acknowledge this, bring awareness to it, feel it all the way through from the top of my head to the tips of my toes and release that. Mm -hmm. um, and processing looks different for everybody. Mm -hmm. For me, crying is like, therapeutic yeah I would say crying for me is therapeutic too 
So in the meditation, I will release through tears. Um, releasing anger and processing anger can be interesting too. Um, sometimes vocalizing, whether it's words or just sounds and allowing yourself to have a full body experience. And, and this can be much more challenging than it sounds because even though it's just you and you, sometimes you feel uncomfortable fully expressing to yourself. That's what I was gonna ask you because I think, even now, like I feel like some type of energy, like of even expressing it. I think that I'm scared of my own emotions. Of course, yeah. That's the craziest thing. I'm like, I'm scared of myself. Also, <laughs> this I love that we're having this conversation that's directed towards black women because there's not permission. At all. The label of angry black woman, um, having too much to do, you don't have time for that. You got kids, you got yes. work, you got whatever. And it's like so much taught to us mm -hmm. to put us to the side and get it done, mm -hmm. do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, babying yourself is important and even having that conversation us acknowledging it right now gives you a little more permission sure. so take your time with that I would say definitely bring a journal into it write out girl I purchased three journals and they're all empty it's like I get there and it's like <laughs> I get there because I, I don't know yeah I know that I need to do the work you know but yeah. just actually doing it is like woo. <laughs> yeah and it's it can be intimidating because you're feeling all of whatever is in mm -hmm. you that you've been carrying around, but mm -hmm. you really have to look at it as a one step at a time. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to just put one word on this page today. Pissed off. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to close it. I'm going to process. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to sit with that. And then tomorrow, see how I feel. Mm -hmm. One step at a time. Um, I would definitely seek out either a yoga class, a meditation teacher, a soul coach, a life mm -hmm. coach, something like that to guide you through the work. Mm -hmm. um, it makes it a lot more easy. You don't have to think about how you're going to unpack it. They mm -hmm. help you unpack mm -hmm. it. Um, that's another thing. I don't think the black community asks for help as right. much as we need it. Right, yeah. Hey, auntie. <laughs> Look, we're talking about black girls and yoga and meditation. You're right. I was going to say, have you seen a contrast between maybe your black female clients versus other clients and how they are willing to open up and stuff like that? Um, all let me not say all, 90% of my soul coaching clients are black women. Powerful. Mm -hmm. And it's so important for black women to be a part of the healing community because mm -hmm. we have a special experience mm -hmm. and it is more comfortable and relatable, obviously, to deal with a black woman as a healer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I wouldn't have it any other way. Right. I wouldn't. Um, for those people that join in, hey, Auntie Joanne, this is episode 22 of Girl Talk University. I'm here with Miss Jasmine Porter. Tell us about your social media handles. Tell the viewers where they can find you. On all platforms, it is Yogi Jazz Porter. That's Y O G I J A Z P O R T E R. And you can find all kind of content of all things healing. And if you go on my Instagram and look at my bio, I have a really long link tree. You can have, there's so many resources on there. Uh, YouTube channel, podcasts, any classes that I do, a newsletter that I put out. The newsletter has things for your healing process, any events or travel that I do. Um, and I also have a clothing line, which I'm transitioning into a novelty line, but inspirational and thought provoking uh, shirts and mugs. Nice. So yeah. We will be purchasing and we will definitely have some Girl Talk gear for you coming. I can't wait. Yeah. I so. 
So if there was one thing that you could tell, not just black women, but black girls about meditation and being in tune with yourself and yoga, what would it be? Like if you just had a megaphone that's, that spanned all black girls and women, what would you say to them? It's okay to love yourself. Mm. Why that? Okay. It's okay. Ooh. Mm, 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 mm. challenging uh, the experiences that we have. Like I used to do hair before I was a yoga teacher mm -hmm. and I used to do faux locks and braids. Mm -hmm. And pretty much every black woman that sat in my chair would be like, oh Lord, when I get back to work, I gotta answer these questions. People gonna be all up in my head. How long did that take? Oh my God, that's fine. Even naturals, like me walking around now, a lot of black women are like, I wish I could wear my hair like that to work. The, dis the way that things are set up to remind us that we are not okay the way that we are mm. teaches you that it's not okay to love yourself. Mm -hmm. And meditation and yoga is just for you. It's your relationship with yourself. Mm. Um, and I'm so grateful that I am alive during the time that I met where I got to see in my lifetime a transition from black girls sizing each other up and comparing and feeling yes. competitive to Hey queen, hey sis, yes. you fine, look at yes. your hips, your hair. Yes. And I'm like, this is a sign of us loving ourselves. We're now able to love each other for real. Mm -hmm. And even mm -hmm. hair journey wise, like that alone is just a whole self-love thing. But mm -hmm. I did a big chop and through that process, that's when I realized that I did not completely love myself, mm -hmm. that I love things about myself. I loved myself to a certain extent, but it was conditional mm -hmm. and to <laughs> find the love without the hair to go on a deeper journey to really connect with who I am on a soul level regardless of being black or a woman mm -hmm. was such an interesting journey and I, I did that through yoga mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah you're making me really want to do it for real oh they are they are, they are hating on this conversation no but you really I mean you really bring up a good point I did a big chop too five years ago and I and just being honest I thought it would give me that like mm. sense of self and it didn't. It wasn't until my therapist a few months ago asked me, so what do you like about yourself? And I just kind of sat just like this and we were quiet. I was like, wow, Stace, you can't think of anything? You know, and you're right. Take all the accolades and all the jobs and everything you've done and you're just bare. There's a lot to love, but what is it? Do you know? <laughs> do you know? Do you know? <laughs> So, wow, I mean, I think, and I mean, you know this, we've kind of talked about this electronically, but that's some of the reason why I started Girl Talk You because I would hear small girls, I'm ugly, I'm too black or too fat and my hair, and it's just like, you're eight years old. Like, how? We, I felt like we, we failed those girls because they were seven, eight, nine years old saying that. But then you talk to their parents and they say the same things. So I, I'm very, and I need to be harder on myself, you know, full disclosure, but I'm really 
part of my friends and my colleagues, like, I'm not going to let you down yourself. I'm not going to let you self-loathe and just deprecate. You're beautiful. Mm -hmm. you're, you're wonderful. Like, mm -hmm. the world is your birthright. You know, these things that other people may know and be privy to, but we just haven't had the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Like, no, seriously, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the work that you're doing because we, we need it so desperately, not just for young girls, but just for women in general. I mean, how many spaces do we have specifically where black girls and women can get healing? How many? How many? So, I mean, what you're doing is powerful. Um, what you're doing is necessary. You might have just gained another client. I'm just going to be honest. Come on. Because we so desperately need it. Um, wow. Yeah, this was good. Uh, we have a few people. My sister says she used to teach yoga. It depends on the practice that you choose. Um, we've learned about two. I guess the last thing that we can uh, discuss is the future for Jasmine. Mm -hmm. uh, what, are, what are your next few, and I know you said you don't want to put expectations on yourself, but what are your next few months and years look like in terms of Yogi Jazz Porter? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, more freedom, more living boldly, more doing exactly what I want, more uh, pouring out authentically, more using my gifts to my fullest capacity. Uh, I have a friend who is all about black women mm -hmm. empowerment, hippie heathen, Thai. So we have Sisters of Yoga, which is dedicated to the healing of black women through yoga and spirituality. And her and I were having a phone conversation and she was like, isn't it interesting? Like, I don't feel like I've truly turned my magic all the way on. And we've done so much. But what is it that holds us back from all the way? How many people live life 1000% to the fullest? Like truly do everything they're <laughs> capable of, everything they want, share every gift. That they, exactly, and I feel this close. And all of these experiences that I've been attracting, being in tune um, astrologically too of what's happening and taking full advantage of these full moons to sure. release the last bit of whatever. So getting to that space where I'm just wide open, heart first, mm -hmm. going for life and sharing and just bleeding out love. Mm. Um, that's what it looks like. So as far as the shape of it, um, a rough shape is me traveling more for sure, mm -hmm. more international trips, more retreats, um, creating spaces that are even more sacred and intense for healing. Um, and my philanthropy work is really on my mind right now. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's, that's the next year for sure. That's awesome. Hopefully uh, there will be more international travel uh, in the works for Girl Talk You yes. and for myself as well. But you've definitely challenged me because I look at the things I'm doing now, how my life is, and I'm like, I'm still radiating at like 50%. Mm. I still feel that way. Mm. But I think a large part of it is because of the pressure I put on myself to be in a certain box. Right. And I've been knowing, and I've been knowing for a while that I just don't fit a box. But I've been wanting, this sounds crazy, I've been wanting to fit in the box. No, I've been wanting people to, 
Oh, Stacey is the one, two, three. She's the this, mm -hmm. she's the that. And mm -hmm. it's like, I just don't fit in the box. And like now that I'm kind of <laughs> becoming aware of that, I'm trying to own it. Mm. It's hard. Mm. I'm trying to own it. But it's going to feel so good. Well, yeah. You're right. And I, I always keep in my mind, too, we don't have time. There is no tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Do you want to leave this lifetime, this time, having held back? Right. I do not. Right. I will not. Mm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay. Um, for all those viewers, uh, thank you for sharing Yogi Jazz Porter <laughs> with Girl Talk University. For all of the people who tuned in and out, thank you for sharing. You can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud at Girl Talk University, episode 22. You can catch us on Facebook and Instagram at Girl Talk University. I really enjoyed you. I hope I that we can have another one. Okay, so if we have another one, can we actually incorporate well, some? Yeah. Of course. Okay. We won't do it tonight because it's 8 o'clock, but <laughs> I, you, you, I'm going to swear you to return, just like they say in the legal world. I'm swear you to return, and we're going to do some flow. All right. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Peace, guys. <laughs>